0: At the end of the day, you get nothing for nothing, Wandering Isles doesn't buy any toys. There are children back at home, and the children have got to have toys, so you're lucky that there's a podcast that's about toys. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 151, for the week of Wednesday the 14th of January 2015. I'm Adam, and with me tonight are... Ben and Scott. This episode is brought to you by Modern Brick Warfare and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our toys of the week are the Bundai Monster Arts Big Chap Alien Figure, the SH Figuarts Sailor Venus, and DC Collectibles Scribblenauts Unmasked Series 4. Great, lovely lovely,
1: lovely. lovely. Yeah. hey do we have any prizes left from last week uh no they've been claimed uh, what a shame we could give one away if someone knew what adam's intro was from
0: oh it was
1: deep mm-hmm. it
0: was. It was deep
1: yeah. profound
0: yeah yeah so has anyone done anything interesting how about you ben uh no next Oh.
2: <laughs> That's good Boy, give a guy a handful of kids And his life becomes really boring Yeah
1: No, I had one of those weeks where um, Nothing eventful happened But um, it was like a good week Like I I started the week where I had a, a workshop all day at work And so um, I thought I'll just go in In casual clothes And I put on these like cargo pants I haven't worn for a while And found 20 bucks in the pocket And it's like, hooray <laughs> And then a couple of days later a work colleague contacted me and said, I want to ask you some questions about some work you did a couple of years ago, but I know you've got nothing to do with that area anymore. And so like to make up for it, I'll take you to lunch. And so it was just one of those really cool weeks where awesome cool stuff happened. But, oh, and just, uh, for, for John, um, I almost didn't get here for, uh, our usual start time tonight. Cause as I was creeping through the house, I had a, a run in with a, uh, an, an arachnid demon. <laughs> One that would have had him screaming like a girl. So um, <laughs> I, I had to deal with that
2: and
1: I hoofed my way over. Oh, and I, oh, yeah, that's the other thing that happened. That was the negative thing this week. I, um, I broke my 20 year streak of not running. So <laughs>
2: it's really
1: a real bummer, actually.
2: So,
1: <laughs> it's funny for you, but not for me. <laughs> Would have been quite the sight for anyone uh, observing.
0: Streak? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, want a fancy yeah. yeah,
1: I was on the way home, and I'm just walking on. I thought, oh, it's getting really black over there on the horizon. Like it's probably going to rain in the next hour. Oh wait, it's raining now. Oh crap, it's really raining. Oh crap, it's pouring. Down <laughs> all to hell. I'm going to have to run.
2: <laughs> uh, Twenty year streak. Yeah, it, wasn't worth it. 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 Wasn't worth uh, it. Anyway, what? that's me.
0: Uh, uh, and you, Scott.
2: I had a, I've had a really awesome week, um, because we have been at home and both still on holidays, and so we have gotten just like we made a list at the beginning of the week of all that stuff that we'd never get done <laughs> in short breaks, and sure. we've got nearly all of it done. Oh, sweet, <laughs> woohoo! But it had fun, like you know, rela- kind of relaxing pace. But yeah, you know, did, yeah, did some gardening things, some house things, some paperwork things. And then been down for, to a swim or, um, at the gym, but this, right down the street from our place. So really easy, you know, every day. And we've been able to get the kids involved by saying, you know, do this and then we'll go for a swim. Um, so it's been, been very good. Um, but I think fitting with the deep, um, intro, (laughs) I the, the events of the world have made me, um, Mm. you know, this week have certainly made me, um, I think my problems are all very small. Yes. It's been yes. a crappy world week. Yes, indeed. Thoughts yes. with all of our French listeners, yeah. Yeah. if there are any.
0: Yeah. Mm. And you, Adam? Uh, not so much. First work, uh, week back at work, and um, it was a pretty quiet one. Hmm. So, yeah. That's oh, we, good. we bought a, 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 what was it, $1,250 chair today oh, my. for my mother in law. Oh.
2: Yeah. For your mother-in-law.
0: Yeah, for a birthday present. Oh, okay. But fair still, yeah. yeah, fair enough. Good on you. <laughs> yeah, but that's about the extent of it. Sweet. Hmm. We'll raise the bar right. next week. Yeah, we'll try and be exciting for people, <laughs> or at least like more boring than ever. We'll just make One up stuff. With the other. Yeah, we yeah. can do that. That's right. Unlike us. <laughs> mm. All right. Well. How about we uh, get into some Articulate news then, guys? Yay! Two! Anyone for turtle soup?
3: Oh no! Raphael's in the clutches of the evil Foot flesh torture machine! Will the turtle cycle make it in time? Will Raphael be destroyed by the retro mutagen ooze? Well, I don't know. What a shot! The double-barreled plunger gun saves the day again! And with their retro catapult, the turtles are giving the foot some of their own medicine! Anyone remember where we parked? From Playmate.
0: Before we get to our main features, we start every episode with a bit of news. Articulated news is where we discuss the latest offensive announcements in the toy and collectibles world. We're not a comprehensive toy news service. These are just the stories that relate to things we're interested in or caught our eye this week. And we have Scott with the first bit of news.
2: We do. Um, I complained last week about delays in Sideshow uh, products. I have a number of uh, pieces from Sideshow that should be here by now that have been delayed, delayed. And very shortly after we recorded, I got a series of emails from Sideshow, which I assume you did as well, Ben. I did. Yes. Uh, Saying, dear valued customer, blah, blah, blah. And essentially explaining that a number of these items are delayed because of industrial action uh, at the port of Long Beach in California. Mm-hmm. So that, uh, I take back my criticism of Sideshow and I put it now on the um, lazy wharfies that want more money. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. Yeah,
1: that, that's definitely the reason why my Conan statue has been delayed, you know, over 12 months.
2: Ooh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got this in relation to Sinestro premium format. Uh, uh wonder woman hi right. um hmm and i got one more as well was it Catwoman woman
1: or uh your cat due to ship very soon in the next few days as as we speak
2: oh really i got no my 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 um i got a push back delay thing saying that my last flex pay change for Catwoman was moved to the 5th of february
1: Oh, really? Yeah. No, I didn't get one of those. Oh, no. I, haven't, I have to check your email. Rage. You oh, get... come on. That's just nice, to, you know, getting an email saying, dear valued customer. Imagine those poor guys who are getting stuff delayed and they got emails that read, you know, dear fair to middling customer.
2: Oh, oh. that's right. So, well, I would expect nothing less. I mean, you know, we talk about them all the time. Seriously. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it's nice. <laughs> so, anyway, that's a shame. Um, and, uh, hopefully it'll get sorted soon. And I, I know that this has affected other companies. We heard this about, yeah. you know, doomsday with from Mattel, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously we're all for people getting paid a fair wage, but I don't think that's what's at stake here. Um, so anyway i won't make any more comment on it except to say boo um get your act together and give me my stuff
1: yeah and i mean part of the just one last thing is it's not the fact that they're not shipping stuff out they can't get the stuff in Mm. to then sort in the warehouse and then ship out again yeah 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 Yeah,
2: crazy crazy um so i hope those um ships don't sink while my stuff's sitting on it (laughs) that would be a real bummer Hmm. <laughs> okay, on to other news. First of all, from Diamond Select. <laughs> well, what? Save the statues, oh, then sa- the medicine. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Toys overboard. Yeah. No. Okay, uh, on to other news. Uh, Marvel Select, uh, there was an electro that came out as part of a two pack. And there is now a Disney store exclusive Electro by himself, which I'm very happy about because I've got a lot of the other uh, Marvel select Spidey bad guys. They've been doing a great job with them, but I didn't get that Electro two pack. So this one, of course, no Disney store here in Australia. I have to find it somehow, but they do tend to pop up on eBay and even big bad toy store. Um, so very happy about that.
1: Nice. Any th- figure.
2: Yeah, it's a beautiful figure. And I I love that scale. I, it, I You know, it's different from Marvel Legends, but there's something I really like about it. Um, one thing that is not so good for people that might have been waiting for a Marvel Select Watcher, very popular figure, um, which tends to go for a bit on eBay. And there was a reissue planned, which has now been canceled. So. so uh... Don't know why. Um, maybe. If
1: it ties in with the Fantastic Four.
2: Oh, possible.
1: It's the only thing I can think of, so Marvel oh. just being bastards.
2: Oh, uh. that's possible, isn't it? Mm. Man, this yeah. is sucky.
1: Well, you know, when they're about to cancel all the Fantastic Four and X-Men comics just to yeah. spite Fox.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's going to travel into um, you know, the realm of uh, action figures and collectibles too, so. Yeah.
2: Uh. <laughs> More. um. Uh, more politics interfering with toys. Yep. Grr. Well, here's some toys that I don't think that politics could interfere with. And that is Kiss three and three quarter action figures from Biff Bang Pow. <laughs> now, Hooray. just yeah, I wish Justin was here, uh, because Justin always complains when I put the Kiss, uh, toy ad in as one of the, um, break, ad breaks no he doesn't like it i always try to put it in before he does the toy of the week or whatever just to um make him happy um so i don't know if that's because he doesn't like kiss or because he just doesn't like that ad which is pretty wonky i'm not sure um but these we only have the prototype art at the moment um but if they are anywhere near as detailed as the prototype art then that will be quite cool if you are a KISS fan. And this is the the four originals, um, <clears throat> Gene, Paul, Peter, and Ace. And they are coming individually packed. Um, so I think that's cool.
1: Yeah, they look pretty nifty. Oh, I quite like them.
2: Yeah. So the three um, guitar players come with their guitars, and then the drummer comes with his little drumstick. So that's all um, very cool and,
1: you know, that- I'm sure the prototypes will be going into Gene Simmons' collection. <laughs> yeah, I <bet. laughs> he, he personally oversees all the, uh, the Kiss merchandise.
2: Oh, does he really?
1: Oh, yes, all big time. Yep, yep. Every oh. single Kiss item that comes out goes through him, and um, he always has these deals where, you know, when he signs on the dotted line, he says, yes, you can make three and three quarter action figures, but I want three cases and the prototypes. Huh.
2: huh. <laughs> so what does he own the rights
1: he just manages the kiss brand on behalf of the rest of the band okay so when uh when when image was doing the um the kiss comics um part of the deal that he signed was that he would get all the original art through the comics
2: well Hmm. why do you know this
1: oh well i mean i'm I'm a fan of Kiss. Like, I'm not one of those oh. people who has tattoos or anything like that. I, you know, I, I've been a fan of Kiss since the early 80s. Okay. So um, But um, I was for a while watching Gene's show because oh. uh, it's hilarious. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, he's this rock and roll legend, but he just takes the piss out of himself continuously in the show. Like he, <laughs> it's, it's part of the theme of the show that, you know, his kids don't take him seriously. You know, he, he's trying to get his kids to do something and they just go, uh, no. And he's like, you have to do what I say. Cause I'm a rock god. And they're like, I oh, know you tell us every week.
2: And
1: <laughs> so yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs>
2: oh, that's cool. Well, yeah. these are, um, they've got a fair amount of articulation and each figure features uh, 11 points of articulation. And like I said, they come with those accessories. So, uh, be interested to see what they end up looking like, particularly, I guess when we think about who else is playing in this scale at the moment, um, comparing them to the, uh, the Funko retro action, you know, figures, et cetera, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I guess see price wise, how they compare as well. So, but it's great yeah. to see Biff Bang Pow, um, doing more things. I think that's a, a, a I really like that company um yeah. in terms of what they go for even though most of it's not in my wheelhouse. Um it's just great to see other people doing things, so.
1: In, yep, yep, yep. Indeed.
2: Cool. Um speaking of those uh, Funko reaction figures, we've talked before about which properties lend themselves well to these, you know, low articulation uh figures and which don't. And for me, one that I find weird is, uh, the Pulp Pulp Fiction license and this, um, it's a, a a more modern license. It doesn't really, um, gel with the whole rack toy sort of theme. Mm -hmm. Um, but they are producing a second series. And this time we have, uh, Butch Coolidge, the Gimp, Marcellus Wallace, And the wolf. So (laughs) if you uh, like Pulp Fiction and you like rack toys, well, then you should be in heaven.
1: Yeah, this just reminds me, this whole line reminds me of the fact that back in the day when they produced action figures, they just couldn't capture the likeness of anybody. Hmm. You know, there Hmm. wasn't, back then, action figures didn't look even remotely like who they were supposed to and you know but sometimes they do that as a as a way to avoid paying likeness rights but um yeah back then they were just cheap toys but if, you know if you look at winston wolf if you had that figure sitting on your desk no one would actually walk up to you and go oh hey cool you've got a harvey Keitel figure
2: yeah <laughs> yeah like it yeah.
1: just doesn't look there's nothing about it says harvey Keitel. No. nothing says pulp fiction he just looks like a you know a butler
2: yeah, and and I, I suppose that is the uh, the idea of these toys, but that's where I, I feel like not all properties gel with this. You, mm-hmm. know, you take something like E. T. Um, or Goonies, that sort of thing. I get that because it's yeah. kind of from that era, so you could um, you could see that, but this I don't get. Um, right.
1: Once again, you've got that case of they've presented you with absolutely stunning card art. Yeah. You know, the, the backing card is the Pulp Fiction poster with Uma Thurman laying on the bed, etc. And so it's, it's a beautiful card, and the fact that they didn't come up with some way to make this collector-friendly uh, is also disappointing.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, also, on... Fo- Funko and Pulp Fiction, uh, there is a Butch Coolidge pop coming out. Uh, and it says order him today and complete the Pulp Fiction pop collection, so perhaps that's the end mm. of that. Um, but there you go. And then finally for me, um, DC Collectibles, Greg Capullo, uh, designer series, uh, which I, I only have the first wave at the moment but really been enjoying, uh, is adding... Batgirl, um, to wave three. And this one I find, uh, a bit strange <laughs> because it, first of all, it's, it's her new 52 look, the first one, because she's been already really rebooted in the new 52 to look prepubescent and <laughs> like nothing that I'd be interested in reading or buying. Um, but we've had a great new 52 batgirl figure already from dc collectibles yeah and i'm not although the hair fell off mine and i didn't i didn't even play with it it's just, it's just, oh man it sucks when that happens when you just
1: get the head out for a saturday night and your hair falls off
2: <laughs> yeah I've, had, I've actually had quite a few uh dc collectible break breakages um with these new figures i have to say my lex luthor broke the other day it was very sad i'm not even playing with them it's just like if they fall over or whatever um but there seems to be a a common uh, a common thing
1: happening with these figures yeah. yeah a lot of people talk about breakages
2: yes um i haven't experienced that until recently and i've just had a few um so that's annoying but anyway i'm not even i'm really not seeing the difference um between that figure and this one
0: did mm. and... the... Did the other figure have duck face lips or because this one <laughs> oh, True, guys. And he oh, that, is, that is an obvious duck face.
2: Sorry. It is very very <laughs> duck face, yes. So anyway, a bit strange, I think personally. Um mm. but there you go. So um but if that makes you happy, then hooray. <laughs> and that is all of my
0: news. Excellent. <laughs> well, well, I think yes, that's uh hand. hands it over to oh.
2: Oh, <laughs> let's all talk over each other. Okay, ready? Yeah, yeah. One, okay, two, ready? Three. two, three. Bye, okay, bye. Hello, hello. Bye. Now. Okay.
1: Yep. And I'll keep <laughs> <laughs> continue things, shall I? Um we were talking recently, I think as um, um, as recently as even last episode, about um, how Necker's effort with their video game appearance figures uh, has gone on to pretty big things. We thought it was just a bit of a quick gimmick, but uh, they continue to crank these out. So obviously the fans are reacting with their wallets and, and Necker just keeps going. Uh, next up in the line is the Predator from, or the City Hunter as they call him, from Predator 2. And they're referring to this one not as, you know, 16-bit, you know, like the original blue one or anything like that. He's just called a video game appearance. So, um, I, you know, once again, a lot of reuse with the the NECA Predator. So this one really comes down to the paint job. Um, and you know, I quite like this figure, uh, the City Hunter, and specifically I thought the design for that Predator was was quite a good one. Um, so, look, I don't feel the need to pick up another one, but if you are into the, the whole video game theme, then you can add a, another Predator to your line so this is the usual sort of thing he's an eight inch tall figure with about 25 points of articulation so and he will be out around may 2015 and will set you back anywhere from about 22 to 25 dollars so not for you
2: no look well
1: i think the main issue i have is that it's an existing figure that's just got a different repaint yeah yes so if it was I mean, I quite like the colour scheme and everything. I think they've done a good job, but if they'd really sort of varied it up a bit, um, then then I'd be be interested. And hey, look, you know, if I ever see it for a good price, I might add it to the you know the back of the lineup. But um, well, I'm quite happy with the way the Predators are going in their regular garb. Very good. So moving on, and uh, speaking of Neca and Predator, we are just about to get the Blade Fighter. Now, this is actually something that's pretty darn cool because way back in the day when NECA, I don't think, were even um, a company, um, Kenner was actually doing the Predator figures and they actually did a vehicle uh, amongst all our other wacky Predator things. And NECA have decided to, um, you know, give us uh, our first vehicle in this line. And uh, in fact, come to think of it, I don't think NECA have done much in the way of sort of vehicles at all. So... After producing something like 60 figures, we're finally getting a pretty kick-ass vehicle. Now, um, it's, the box art looks very, very reminiscent of, um, Canada. So it's pretty goofy with the artwork and everything. looks a bit silly, but, um, it's anything but like there's, um, you know, quite a a good looking vehicle inside. It's a, it's a massive box because they've obviously have to do it to, um, fit in with their, their regular predator line. So it's something like two feet long once it's out and assembled. Um, And if you have a bit of a look on, well, I guess either their website or their Facebook feed or anything like that, um, the box is about four times the size of the original Mm Kenner ones. So so it's pretty nifty. That'll just sit a a single figure. Um, It says here it's uh, got detachable 19-inch long blades. Um, It'll seat one figure. And of course, it's suitably updated. Like it doesn't have that sort of goofy original feel. But anyway, look, that's uh, fine. That's that's been in the works for a long time. Uh, I think this was meant to be out some time ago. So it's obviously been a bit of a an engineering effort to get that out. So it's nice to finally see it uh, available soon.
0: Very cool. Yeah, I like how I like how whenever anyone seems to do a Kenner knockoff these days, they use the Kenner fonts for the um, name of the company. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Like the reaction.
0: Yeah, and Necker have done it on this
1: box. Yeah, so (laughs) nifty stuff. All right, well, from the um, somewhat expensive to the very expensive, um, that huge company that we talk about all the time, Prime 1 Studio, pause for everyone to look at each other and wonder what I'm talking about Um, we definitely haven't heard much from these guys but we found out back uh, at San Diego that they were actually going to be doing uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle statues Uh, and they have, we've already had one but now we've got Leonardo uh, up for pre-order, and um, look, if you're not a fan of the movie designs, then this is not for you, because it does actually come from a, a likeness of the film version, the the Michael Bay butchered version. Um, but I tell you what, uh, it's got massive amounts of detail. This is um, mixed media all the way, so there's all sorts of things happening. Um, he's got that sort of, um, what do you call that, that sackcloth type stuff, what's that material mm-hmm. called? Anyway, yeah, don't help me out. Uh, uh, <laughs> anyway, uh,
2: Hessian,
1: <laughs> Hessian. Um, like you know, he's got um, sections of that it looks like it's wrapped around his wrists and his thighs and stuff, and he's got that weird kind of um, you know bone bamboo thing hanging over his chest. Um, looks like the the straps for his swords and that are made from leather. So um, he's got a lot going on. It's actually a very nice looking statue. The level of detail is pretty insane, and I think if the final um, final piece comes out looking anything like this, it'll be pretty darn impressive. So limited own uh, to fifteen hundred, which is yeah, that's that's not bad. It's sort of somewhere in the middle in terms of the um, addition sizes go.
2: Um, There's a lot happening in that costume. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm not a fan. No. Um, I think it should have been dialed back a bit. But, um, look, you know, go to Prime Studios' uh, website and have a bit of a look. Prime One Studio, should I say. Um, Keep an eye out for those. And how tall
2: is this, sorry? Well, I'm trying to
1: remember what scale. I seem to remember the other one was quite big, so they must be quarter scale from Mm. memory. Wow. So, yeah. Very nice. (laughs) And in my last bit of news, um, just pardon me while I go squee like a little girl. Um, Necker have tweeted a little teaser image. Um, and it very much looks like we're going to get a, um, a power load up from aliens in the, uh, the current seven inch scale. So that scale wow. where we recently got the Queen Alien, which I have on the way. Um, we now get Ripley. We, uh, we've just announced, Only a few episodes ago that we were getting a couple of versions of Ripley, uh, including in her spacesuit, and now it looks like we're getting Ripley from Aliens in the power loader. So that looks like a a work in progress. And uh, that's going to kick ass if it's for a seven-inch figure.
2: Yeah, very good.
1: Yeah, so I'm really excited about that. I just think, you know, NECA just keep on chugging along, and I think they're doing a great job with these licenses.
2: Yeah, both with the um, the Blade... uh, uh, What was it? Blade Fighter... Yeah. And and this one, it's just so exciting to see vehicles and place setting things.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, we talked to to Randy uh, a long time ago. I think it was probably episode 50 or was it 38 or something like that? I can't remember now. But we talked to Randy from NECA uh, quite some time ago. And, you know, we talked at length with him about, you know, likeness rights and how difficult it was to pursue them. And, um, you know, he was pretty cagey around some of the people that they were chasing, but he was... Mm. Um, he was very clear about some of them that they'd given up on, and the fact that you know since then, um, you know he's, he's obviously really put in the effort, and the fact that he's got Sigourney Weaver, Lance Henriksen, um, you know all the Colonial Marines from Michael Biehn, etc. You know, I just think that's really really impressive. So,
2: absolutely,
1: yeah, yeah. As long as they keep chugging along, I'll keep buying them. So,
2: hooray! Very good. Was that? Yeah, that's me.
0: Hmm. Well, moving along to my bits of news, the first thing I have is a Revoltech Coyote. Uh, Darth Vader. He's 17 centimeters tall, so that's, what, 6-inch scale?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, he has 23 points of articulation, his cape is articulated, and the sides are segmented separately from the back of it. Uh, comes with three sets of hands, a, a lightsaber, and generally looks pretty much like Darth Vader should. <laughs> um, this is
2: like everybody do Darth Vader a year. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah.
1: Yeah interesting about these I like the fact that no sooner does Hasbro get a license for six inch scale Star Wars that everybody else does too um, one thing I think though I'm going to have to wait and see is I guess just how big these figures come out because it's it's not like these guys sit down and go hey one consideration we need to make is to make sure they fit in with the Hasbro figures because then you know, fans of those will buy our figure yeah. I'm sure that yeah. doesn't come up at all they just do their own thing so you know, one thing that, that fans are pretty good at is spreading the word. So, uh, you know, I'll be waiting to see photos of this particular guy lined up with the Hasbro one to sort of see how the scale matches up. Um, because, you know, this is the sort of thing I'd probably consider. Um, but, you know, spending as much as um, as you do on a figure like this and then finding out he's half an inch, you know, shorter than Han Solo. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. 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 If, if articulation and posing matter to you, then something like this is uh, going to be very attractive because yeah. when you look at how poseable he is, you can do a lot with this. You know, in comparison to Star Wars Black, etc. Um, the cape doesn't really do anything for me. Um, yeah, you know, I agree. I, I I kind of think it's uh, much of a muchness, really. Like, I, I like the fabric capes. Mm. They don't I also
1: think it's because vi- I mean that. In the, the you know the press shots for this, there's that great um, pose of him sort of squatting down, samurai like, with a cape flowing out behind him. But mm. you know, when we think back to Vader in the in the movies, he doesn't actually no. do much. Even no. when he's fighting Luke, he's just yeah. kind of upright, yep. and all he does is move at the wrist and he waves his lightsaber around a bit. Like you know, it's not like he's leaping Jedi like off the walls and uh, and things like that. He kind of just walks around and you know, whacks mm. people. Yeah. Yep.
0: <laughs> Hmm. yep and the, the stick man and cape also has that thing particularly in the, the shot you just talked about ben where you can see quite clearly the gaps in the cape mm-hmm. so that might be an issue for some people too but <clears throat> anyway if that's where you want to spend your 46 dollars us go for your life <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> uh moving on figure arts have announced that there will be a super Mario Yoshi so in other words just Yoshi um, it looks as though you'll be able to pose it with um, a Luigi or a Mario riding on him, which is awesome uh, oh yeah Yep. Yeah. so they haven't really shown what all the accessories are but it looks like there's going to be an egg um, and an extended tongue um, other accessory? okay so the other interchangeable things are there's interchangeable eyes so that'll just be I assume a, a headpiece and um, a display stand and arm, and writing support parts for Mario and Luigi. So there you go. They have to have some special support added on. Is Luigi out yet?
2: I don't recall if he is. No, he's not. He's still a pre-order. I was going to say, I have, yeah. got, I, got, I have Mario, but I haven't got my Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I only
1: learnt this week that his last name is Mario. Luigi? As in both of their last names are Mario. Yeah,
0: it's Mario,
1: Mario. Mario.
0: Because I don't know why I
1: knew that. Speaking even of ads, Mario Brothers, that's that's the one that annoys me. That <laughs> what? When you do what the kids talking about the um, Super Mario action figures, and you keep saying Mario, Mario, Mario. Who? That ad that you keep sticking into the show <laughs> between
2: oh, <Mar-we-o>. segments.
1: <laughs> he keeps going, "Get your Mario!" And it's
2: like,
1: oh, <laughs> I don't even listen to them anymore. A whole what are you Eastern talking stuff. about? <laughs> yeah. A large part of the eastern seaboard of the, the northern United States is after me now. Yeah,
2: Yo Mario.
1: Yep. Yeah, and it's
2: the Mafia too. That's
1: yeah. what yeah. give a- <laughs> it's like, Damn it, kid. There's no W in Mario. Mario. <laughs>
0: I'm whack this white guy.
2: <laughs> We're running out of vintage toy commercials.
0: That's disturbing.
2: They need to make some more.
0: Yeah, I have v- to go back v- in time.
2: Yeah, vintage toy commercials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agree. <laughs>
0: All right, well, if we keep moving on, uh, we've also got from Tamashi slash Bandai, we've got um, further DBZ Tamashi Buddies. We have First Form Freezer, and we have Legendary Super Saiyan Broly, um, neither of which I'll be getting because I'm not really into this whole Buddies thing. But Can you explain the Buddies thing? Um, They look like they're just kind of zero points of articulation. They're maybe Bobblehead, but I don't know. things that are kind of super deformo okay, versions of characters and you can stack them next to each other.
2: And they um,
0: come with a stand? Yes, they come with a stand. So the stands connect from what I gather and the stand is generally some kind of background that's relevant to the character. Okay. Mm. So these guys are going for uh, about 13 bucks each and they'll be out in June this year. Not for Adam. Not for me. Fair enough. Well, moving along to things that I won't be buying again, but for different reasons. We have Deathwing from World of Warcraft, and really from other Warcraft games, um, as a polystone statue from Sideshow Collectibles. It'll be due out in the third quarter of this year, going for $600. um, Yar, it has a 30-inch wingspan. I hate to think how much it costs and how much shipping will be, but... 30 pounds you know 13 and a half kilos being not for me it's not for me yikes yeah i mean you can see how big it is compared to the sideshow apple so (laughs) (laughs) that's right
2: hey by the way speaking of the sideshow apple have you noticed that uh icon now that they're doing their own stuff they've got a pair <laughs> if you go go look on the Icon Collectibles or, or pop culture website uh, at the Icon uh, Phantom statue, and they've got like a a, a pop culture coloured pair <laughs> next to it. Very nice. Oh, I love it. I love it. Makes about like as much this. sense. Yeah, that's
1: right. Yeah, I do like this dragon. It's pretty nifty, but I won't be getting it.
2: I, I like eating and being able to pay my mortgage.
1: I think the, the good yeah. thing about this is the level of complexity and it means it's probably going to be a solid piece because um, I know with some of their bigger pieces, Sideshow are opting to do hollow. Um, touches like their um, premium format, Apocalypse, is actually hollow, much oh. to many collectors' chagrin. Um, so, is it
2: light up or is it just
1: painted? No, there? I think that's just the way they they've... I'm sure the... the the wings are actually thin enough that if you put a strong enough light source behind it, you will actually get some, some, um, you know, pass through. So cool, man. Yeah. Very impressive.
2: Oh, beautifully sculpted.
1: Amazing. Mm. There you
2: go.
0: Yeah. Not quarter scale.
2: (laughs) Mm.
0: Okay. Well, if we move on, we have the final bit of news, which is the, um, Marvel Legends 2015 Spider-Man series revealed and uh, uh, um, I'm case sorry. ratios as well <laughs> and look if you've been collecting um, Spider-Man based figures for a while there's not really a lot in this for you no. there's a, um, a Spider-Girl there are two of those packed in So uh, there's a two of Ultimate Spider-Woman there's a single this is per case so I uh, a, a single Spider-Man twenty ninety nine. There's an anti Venom which looks awful. Uh, there's a Daredevil and there's a a, a, spy, a classic Spider-Man who seems to have a lot of swap out hands. And the builder figure is some level of hobgoblin that does not look like my hobgoblin. No. And uh, mm. start. Blah.
1: I really don't. Uh, I mean. Uh, some of the feedback I see all over the internet, there's people just going berserk. They're going, this is just awesome, I can't wait. And uh, I think, well, you yeah, obviously I haven't been collecting as long as I have because this is just a fail for me. <laughs> um, well, you know, look, uh, just, you know, my quick ten seconds on each one. The Ultimate Spider-Girl, well, I don't read the Ultimates universe, so I couldn't care less. Um, the the other Spider-Woman is actually the one from the um, 2099 universe. Huh? So uh, is it the 2099 universe or is it the um, – it's the nice. one where it's uh, Peter Parker's daughter uh, yes. in the future, Mayday Parker. So, I mean, look, you know, she's a legitimate character from an alternate universe, yeah, fine. Um, then is the actual Spidey 2099, and um, we haven't actually had one, that, one of those in Marvel Legends before. The last version of this character actually came out when there was still the, um, the Spider-Man classics. Um, we actually got one of those. So, you know, I've got that figure. So, you know, that's three that I just don't care about. Um, you know, the the new and improved Eddie Brock um, Anti-Venom, uh, it's on the Hyperion buck, and I think that's going to be the future of um, these kinds of characters on that particular buck, which, you know, I... <laughs> I'm not convinced that it was a particularly good um, effort but the, you know, ultimately the Marvel select figure is far superior but this is also a character that's already long gone Um, you know, Anti-Venom came and went and the thing is Eddie Brock, you know, is now Toxin, which we've already had so, you know, it's kind of like doing a a fleeting costume that that was in one particular storyline has then gone look, Daredevil, fine, it's on an updated buck, that's nice but I'm not so unhappy with the the, the Daredevil that um, you know the last one that we got that I need a new one so that's a pass. Uh, I don't need a new Spider-Man um, so that's a pass. And this Hobgoblin just uh, pisses me off basically. Um, hmm. This was Marvel's way of updating the Hobgoblin. This is actually um, what's his name Phil Yurich, and if you remember, Phil Yurich is Ben Urich's nephew, and he um, he found some Green Goblin gear, and so he actually for a while there Marvel had a Green Goblin. Um, series where he was a hero, so he he found it and decided to use the image of the green goblin to be a hero. This is when Norman Osborn was off the scene, um, and it actually wasn't a you know it wasn't a bad series. Scott McDaniel on art, but the thing is, then they decided to update things, and he actually decides to take on the hobgoblin um, persona, and um, he kills the original hobgoblin and roderick kingsley uh who is you know one of my favorite villains of all time and i can actually remember you know i haven't written many letters to comics during my lifetime but i remember writing one to um Steve Wacker saying, I just, I can't see why you would actually kill off the original Hobgoblin when you could have brought him back and made him quite a player. And uh, eventually they did bring back the original Hobgoblin. I think they just... They followed you know, your advice, obviously. Well, I think they just yeah. had too many people saying it was absolutely pointless because this Hobgoblin walked up to the old Hobgoblin and basically went, oh, yeah, you yeah, know, I'm taking over now and decapitated him. And oh. everybody went, that's just one of the worst written, you know, series you know, sequences ever. So um, they've actually brought the original Hobgoblin back, and what he does is um, he, he's a, a squillionaire and he actually sells the like um, the rights to characters. So, you know, if the original Shocker is in jail, he'll actually sell the Shocker um, name, costume, and abilities to whoever wants to rent them from him. Um, and so cool. he's basically said to Phil Urich, you can continue being this new Hobgoblin, but you've got to pay me money. Yeah. So... Okay. But anyway, um, yeah, that was a long-winded way of saying this completely sucks, and I won't be getting them. <laughs> Fair call.
2: <laughs> and next on the comics and history podcast, we'll... <laughs> oh wait, where are we? <laughs> <laughs> well, now you know more about these
1: characters than you did when we started.
2: That's true. Mm. So I could say more than I also wanted...
0: know more than I wanted to exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, I, should have, I should have just let you two talk about it and gone and taken a dump or something. <laughs> well, that's what it's
2: so. Well, that's, yeah. yeah I mean, th- yeah. the nice thing about it is there's nothing in there to worry about not being able to find.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, But it's also unfortunate because, um, you know, I've pretty much got a standing thing with Mike S to say, hey, Mike, you know, you get any Star Wars Black, any um, Marvel Legends, just, you know, put them aside. But I'll be contacting Mike to say, um, no,
2: please don't. <laughs> not these. Yeah yeah no
0: (laughs) okay what a blah note to end the news on
2: yeah blah blah
0: how about we uh we just cut over and and uh have an installment of afb podcast game name that cool much better excellent Of
3: the one well, boys and girls, it's been a while since we played Name That. It was way, way back in episode 148, so I'm going to put that sound right here to refresh your memory. Man the helm, load the crossbow, and set sail to defend against the attack. Fire! And not to disappoint, Ease came through and got this one just being the trooper that he is. And he knew that this was a Lego ghost pirate ship from Lord of the Rings. So congrats to Ease on that. I, I don't, still don't know how he does it. It's, it's just amazing. Um, but he does and congrats. You got a foreign point for that. So anyway, I am sure you are ready to move on to the new name that for 2015. So I thought I'd give you an easy one and here it is. Rollin' down the highway, danger in every trip, action is their middle name. You can make your own adventures, these troopers come equipped with helmet holster toy gun. As always, we play it one more time. Rollin' down the highway, danger in every trip, action is their middle name. Make your own adventures. These troopers come equipped with helmet holster toy gun. If you think you got what it takes to, to pick out what that sound is, you come on over to the AFB forum. That's AFB forum.com and find the name of that thread. Make a guess. If you get it, you get forum points and you get enough forum points and Scott will bake you cookies. At least that's what I'm told. Um, And if you'd rather play a picture version because the audio stuff's just too tough and you'd rather stare at pictures, come on over to tvandfilmtoys.com on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And we play the picture version. You still guess in the thread and get points. So it works out all the way around. And until next time, this is Engineer Nerd saying peace out. Airship to bring in dead army reinforcements, man the helm, load the crossbow, and set sail to defend against the orc attack. Arr! 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 Help has arrived! Now the orcs are on the run. You Lego, the Lord of the Rings.
0: Toy of the Week is one of our feature segments here on the AFB podcast, and each episode we take a turn looking at at least one toy or collectible in detail. This week we're giving you a trifecta, and we'll hand over the first cab off the rank to Mr. Ben. So, Ben, over to you.
1: Well, thank you, Adam.
0: And uh, for
1: this instalment, I'm going to be reviewing the Monster Arts Big Chap action figure. Now, uh, Monster Arts is the line, one of the sublines from Bandai, and uh, you've probably heard me talk about Monster Arts in the past. Uh, I've got several Monster Arts figures, uh, including King Kong and uh, a number of um, Godzilla-related figures. Um, so they've obviously branched out from those monsters to um, something a bit smaller, and uh, it is a lot smaller, and I'll get to that in a second. Um, so anyway, yeah, uh, Bandai, Monster Arts... Big Chap Alien. Now, this is Alien from Ridley Scott's 1979 film, and Big Chap is sort of the um, affectionate title that this particular alien was given. And if you're a fan of... um uh any of the aliens you'll know that the the designs on the alien change from movie to movie so this guy is actually quite unique in the uh the alien mythos um this was actually a figure that came out mid 2014 um i actually picked these up um just they, they literally arrived uh, practically on new year's eve so um they were a 2014 acquisition for me um so it is an action figure, and in terms of scale, um, it's pretty much 112 scale, and you're thinking, oh, yeah, that's about right. Well, uh, he is called Big Chap, but he's anything but. I have to confess that when I took him out of the box, I actually went, oh, and I was looking at him in his nifty little window box packaging, and I thought, he's actually quite small. Um, and so, got the figure out of the packaging, stood him up, thought, you know, yeah, it's a great looking figure, but he's actually quite small. He was originally billed at being about 18 centimeters tall, but, um, he's not. Uh, if you stand him up as tall as you possibly can, he's probably, uh, dead on six inches tall. Oh. A little over. You could probably really kind of stretch it out to the top of the, the top of the head to maybe six and a quarter inches, um, tall. So really, Quite surprised by that. I honestly thought this is something that would um, fit in nicely with the the Necker figures, but uh, he's actually, you know, a good inch shorter than those aliens. Um, Which I guess mixed feelings because, look, you know, the the very nature of the way aliens are created, um, they take on the aspects of their hosts. um, So there's no reason why, you know, those hosts can't be, you know, someone or something a little bit smaller than, you know, the Necker ones. So, anyway, um, look, in terms, in terms of price um i'm pretty sure when these were originally solicited they were around the u.s 50 dollar mark uh and and that's a lot but it's it's pretty typical for the Bandai, for the you know monster arts figure arts all that sort of stuff for some reason this this japanese stuff seems to be um pretty pretty hefty in price and um while i had originally kept my eye out for one uh it was um our good buddy john who sent me a message to say hey have you seen this and hobby link japan uh actually had them on sale and they were very cheap very very cheap how cheap do you ask well i actually got him for around 25 us dollars and that includes postage so he was actually even cheaper than that so um i think at one stage he was probably about 60 percent off or something so it was um a pretty good saving so i ended up getting two of them um i've opened one so the you know the foibles and the you know the pros and cons with this one may vary from box to box but speaking of boxes um because this is monster arts they have continued the uh, the the tradition of using a window box um the window box if in in this particular case um i don't think it's as sexy as like the the king kong one it's um it, it, there's a lot of dark colouring and the window is actually not that big, so the alien's quite obstructed um, by a lot of it. And really, you've just got this, you know, huge writing that just says alien, big chap, and then, um, you know, you've got some of the that, that font that we all know and love um, with aliens. So it's a pretty bland box in, in terms of um, that sort of stuff. So, and collector-friendly, this is another one of those ones that's really quite bizarre because you've got that inner tray and the tray comes out quite easily and you can sort of pull a figure out, but you know how they sit really tight in the tray that you've got to kind of, you know, flex the plastic tray and yank on the figure and, and you know, sometimes bit warp and change. Um, so in terms of being collector friendly, I guess if you were really, really patient and really careful, uh, yeah, you could probably get him back in. Um, when you take him out, his tail is actually a separate piece. Um, so he actually has to have that um, inserted. And, of course, where it inserts is a bit rude. So <laughs>
2: <just> <laughs> I mean,
1: spent a lot of time looking up the butt of a figure trying to put
2: the Ooh, tail on. Matron.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, all right, well, I'll move on to Sculpt. And, look, this figure is, is stunning. Um, you know, a lot of companies use a lot of reuse, uh, like, you know, DC Universe Classics. They, they reuse a lot of those same bucks over and over again, and so there's not a lot to them. But, you know, this is a figure that is requires extensive tooling from head to toe and they've actually done a really really good job um, one of the most significant things about the big chap alien is um, the actual dome that makes the the top part of the head is actually um, it, it's not opaque you can actually see through it to a certain extent uh, and of course you can see that skull at the front um, so they've actually had to do the head in a, in a plastic that you can see through uh, so that you can actually see that skull and the ridges inside and so it, it's a pretty stunning effect. The fact that they've actually pulled off quite well. It's probably not as um, you know. I would have preferred a little bit more um, you know opaqueness. Is that a word? Um, Yeah, opacity um, yep opacity yeah Uh, look i just think it could have been a little bit darker i think the the skull inside is just a little bit prominent but other than that you know you've got that that stunning alien design by hr giga um with you know all that that piping and ridges and stuff i mean it's it's a really nice sculpt it looks spot on nothing looks out of place it's just really really well done so yeah full full credit to whoever sculpted it and of course you know as is so traditional with Bundai, there's no information about who sculpted it. Uh, In terms of paint, well, there's not a lot happening here because it's cast in that really dark grey, almost black plastic. Um, What they have elected to do is basically use a silver dry brush uh, and go over the figure very, very carefully uh, and apply that sort of silver to the raised areas. And so this, again, I guess depending on um, your preferences, that that debate about whether um, you need to artificially bring out those highlights or whether if this figure had been cast in a single color, you know, the lighting would have naturally brought out, you know, those um, those highlights, I guess. Um, it does work for the most part, but you can see where Gertie has sort of applied the uh, dry brushing. She's a little bit inconsistent. Like on one shoulder you can see some nice dry brushing with the silver but on the other shoulder there's a lot less. Um, so it's a little bit inconsistent in places but you know, while it's standing on the shelf I don't think anyone would really notice. So uh, look, not a lot happening with paints. Uh, I'll move on to articulation and um, the number of points are uh, about 3,009. Um, <laughs> this figure is just this this is where the figure shines absolutely without a doubt um the figure just has articulation out the wazoo so look going through just some of the standard ones you know you've got the double jointed knees the double jointed elbows and they are so well articulated to the point where you can literally take the figure's hand and pull it back and almost touch his shoulder like the double jointed elbows allow you to get the two parts of the arm to, to sort of run in parallel um that's how well the articulate works the knees very similar. you can bend his heel up and sort of get it all very very close to touching his butt so moving on then to the feet this is where uh, we see some really nifty stuff so in addition to your usual um you know feet articulation that includes ankle rockers we do actually have articulated toes but in addition to just moving up and down like normal articulated toes they actually are on a swivel as well so you can actually rotate the toes to the left and to the right. So oh. that just adds a whole new level of very um, cool. Of articulation. Yeah. But um, where this figure is just insane is in the waist we get a ball joint. And you go, okay, you know, that's pretty cool, ball joint. Yep, seen that before. But he also has a ball joint in his abs. And you go, oh, okay, you know, <laughs> an ab, ab articulation, that's pretty cool. But he's also got another. Um, sort of ball joint and the only way I can describe this is if you stood up stood up straight like you were standing to attention and you drew a line from armpit to armpit there's actually a joint in the chest that's neatly hidden so between these three joints from waist to chest you've got this full range of movement where you can tilt the figure you know if he was standing up and facing you you can actually tilt him to the left or to the right um, almost to 45 degrees, probably even a little bit more. Um, and you know, you just don't get that in a modern action figure. Like it's just crazy how much this guy can actually move. But the thing is, all the joints are really nicely hidden. You you wouldn't even tell there was articulation there until you started playing with them. So pretty, uh, pretty darn impressive. Um, look, so this is an alien figure. So he's got an articulated jaw and the inner teeth come out. Um, it's a bit wonky uh, in terms of getting the jaw open far enough to get that inner, you know, little mouth to come out. Um, I actually fought quite a bit to sort of get it out, and then once I tried to get it back in, I couldn't get it to go back in and therefore <laughs> couldn't close his jaw, and so I was swearing quite a lot. Um, but that was very short-lived because I actually started swearing at something else, and that was the tail. Um, the tail is a fully segmented piece Um so the tail is fully articulated, and what I mean is it's made up of about eighteen pieces that are, are joined together. So oh it has gosh. articulation. Yeah. So. Well, that's, you didn't
2: have to put all that together, did you? No, no. Oh, okay, radio. No, right so. yeah. That's, so my, that's one, my worst uh, nightmare. You know. Yeah.
1: Well, that's wrong. <laughs> so each one moves up and down. They turn left and right. Um, they and, and they also turn and twist. But you actually have to stick the tail into his butt, and this is where things got really frustrating because I actually couldn't attach it. So I'm sitting there trying my hardest to push this tail into his butt. (laughs) The next thing, I've actually got these kids who come up going, what are you doing, Daddy? And it's like, well, what does it look like? I'm trying to jam this tail up the butt of this action figure. And they're going, oh, do, do you want my help? It's like, no, I don't want your help. I can do it. Oh, it's not going in. Do you want my help? No, I don't need your help. I'm fine. Uh, in the end, I actually had to use the boiling water to actually oh. soften the parts up to the mm. point where I could actually get his tail in. <laughs> you should have but, let the kids help. Oh, yeah, well, that's exactly right. But what I've actually found is um, the tail just doesn't work that well. The the joints are quite loose to the point where if you sort of lift his tail up and you let go, it kind of just slowly sags down until it touches the ground. So it actually doesn't oh. hold any real position. For to the point where I think they could have just gone with a solid piece with a piece of wire in it. Um, and I fought for a long time to try and get that that tail in, and then once it was in, it just didn't do as much as I'd hoped. So, you know, look, plenty of pros and cons there. Um, in terms of – I mean, so obviously with the playability and posability, it's just crazy. Like, this guy gets into some really, really cool positions, really, really nifty. Uh, in terms of accessories, you do actually get a stand which is kind of nice. What's pretty cool is this figure stands, because he's the alien actually has pretty big feet. He actually stands really well on his own, even with the wobbly tail. So a lot of times tails and capes and that pull figures over. um, This guy stands really firmly and you can put the tail in any position and he still stands up quite nicely. Uh, He also comes with a spare set of hands. So the alien, um, as a lot of people may know, actually has six fingers. And um, you actually get the six fingers where the four are kind of – the four middle ones are just straight out or the the they're splayed open, um, you know, like a, a Vulcan kind of looking pose. Um, there's not a huge difference between the fingers. Like, there's not such a difference that you go, oh, I definitely prefer those hands over those. They're, they're, in fact, they're actually quite similar to the point where I didn't even bother taking the other ones out. Yeah. So, look, um, quite the mixed bag with this guy. I find a lot of the joints to be really quite loose. Um, if you sort of just lean him to the side, those um, joints that I talked about in the torso take over and he just leans automatically, um, you know, without any any help. So he's quite floppy. All up, I think, a lot of pros with this figure in terms of the sculpting and the articulation. There's a lot of cons. Um, as I said, you know, issues with the tail, uh, very loose joints, Unfortunately, underscaled, which you know is not Bundo's fault, but I think that's something they could have taken into consideration. And, and all up, I just don't think oh, I would be happy if I had paid the full price for this figure. So um, everything against everything, I think as far as a dolly rating, I'm probably going to go for about seven and a half out of ten dollars mm. oh. So yeah,
2: yeah, it's I don't know. I think that um, sometimes simple is better you know if you if you don't have the the money or the skills to really make all that uh articulation work then you know like 18 pieces of tail it's yeah. t- sorry that sounded really bad didn't it um <laughs> uh then just go with the solid piece you know
1: yeah yeah oh the other thing i forgot to mention is those some pipes that stick out of his back that some people know they're articulated as well so you can move those so that's even more so you know you must be well into the 40s Uh, well if you count the tail you know you're probably well into the 50s wow yeah but look you know when you just sit here holding him in your hand it's a nice looking figure but um hmm anyway there you go cool cool
0: oh that's wrapping up our first Toy of the Week. When we come back, we'll talk about the new items we've added to our collections this week with Feeding the Addiction. All
1: soldiers, big battles. They're good. New giant electronic talking small soldiers. I am Archer, leader of the Gorgonites. Freezes like in the movie. Prepare for battle. And giant electronic talking ship. Major Chip Hazard reporting. The ultimate in hand to head combat. Commandos the tank. Ship's are to the key.
0: But Archer cut him down to size Small big battle Well we're all here because we're Toy Collectors And so what we do each week Is we discuss what we have ordered Or purchased and we call that Feeding the Addiction uh, We check in and Let's start with Scott This week
2: Well, I have made no secret that I'm a big fan of the uh, character Carol on The Walking Dead TV show. Love the actress, Melissa McBride. Uh, Love just the evolution of the character um, from uh, really pathetic, beaten housewife to badass saving the whole group. (laughs) Um, And... I am not collecting Walking Dead Pops or Walking Dead figures, but I'm definitely getting the Carol stuff. I There's a new um, shop that sells this stuff in our local big shopping centre. I was there the other day and saw that they'd gotten in the new wave of both the uh, Walking Dead pop vinyls and the figures with the Carol stuff in it. I didn't have my wallet, um, because I was just there, uh, doing something else. And, um, so by the time I came back, the, the carol figures, the, of the, you know, five inch toys that they had were gone. Uh-huh. Um, Dang. the only, only ones, like the, the rest were all still there. It was just a day later. And they're like, Oh yeah, we sold all the carols. Um, so damn it, uh, <laughs> but I will get one. Um, and the regular uh, Carol Pops were gone, but the blood-spattered Carol Pops were still there. And despite the fact that I have regularly said, I really don't get the point of blood-spattered variants, I bought the blood-spattered <laughs> variant because it was Carol. And cool. actually, I have to say, it's rather cool. Um, <laughs> they did a really nice is re- job. Is it real blood? Ah, uh, I, well, I haven't licked it yet. Um, <laughs> <I> th- <laughs> it's still, it's still in the box. Truth be told. Um, the, th- they've actually done a really good job, I think, with this sculpt of making it look like Carol. Mm. You know, like just the, the hair, the, the way they've done her hair, et cetera. And, um, so it's great. It's really good fun. And I've since seen the non blood, blood spattered one in another shop and decided I didn't need it. Um, yeah, because, cool. yeah, really it is the same thing, just yeah. with blood splattered on it. But I actually think the blood splattered one is cooler just because she turns into a badass and it makes her look badass.
0: Yeah.
2: Excellent. Okay.
1: Did you actually know, I mean, you know, we obviously talk about a lot of this stuff uh, in advance before it comes out, so this one caught me by surprise. Were you aware this existed
2: before you laid eyes on it? The pop? Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we've we covered it in news. Have we? Yeah. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, so yeah, I knew this was coming, I knew the figure was coming. So I, I had the figure on on order at on Big Bad at one point, but then I cancel it just because, you know, the the paint with these is can be pretty spotty. So yeah. it's the kind of thing that you wanna pick up you wanna pick up. Uh, both the the two the that they had at that shop that I missed out on were both ones I'd be happy to have. I mean, for what those figures are. Um yeah. the and some of the ones in that Wave that's just come out with Scott Herschel and Abraham and a new Rick in it. they as, as those go, they're actually pretty good. Um, yay. yeah. So, mm. yeah, but I'll still, I'll wait, you know, because I'm sure I'll be able to find one and I'd rather, I'd still rather choose it in person than, you know, get a crappy one. Yep. Um, but yay. That was so cool. And, uh, it was just cool that, you know, when, I mean, a character that wasn't meant, you know, the original plan, if you kind of do some reading was not that she was going to be a regular, um, but that, that she would be around forever. They initially planned to kill her off in series three, yeah, um, yeah. but then decided to keep her. And now look, you know, she's just, um, I think one of the highlights of the show. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, cool. And then I also finally decided to order a uh, pre-order the Mezco, um, one scale, articulated and costumed uh batman uh, oh nice! for research purposes okay. i feel like Good someone in the show should review him so uh, maybe
1: justin and i should get a judge read then you should get a judge judge for sure
2: so <laughs> i just thought you know we talked about it last week and it is something that's different and interesting and i've decided not to keep collecting the sideshow um one six scale um because, oh, yeah. you know, like, I, I, I'm, I knew that that would happen. Like, I did all the DC Direct 13 inches, and then I was like, mm, these take up a lot of room, and <laughs> they're basically dolls. And then I thought, I'll start again with Sideshow, and then I was like, mm, these take up a lot of room, and they're really expensive. They're yeah, yeah, <laughs> basically <right>. dolls. So <laughs> so they're going. So I thought, well, I'll try this one twelfth one, scale and see. Cool. Yeah. So that's what I did this week.
0: Hmm, very good. Mr. Ben?
1: Uh, no, nothing for me other than my big chap. So, <laughs> Sorry. Like just, just me playing with my big chap <laughs> while, while, we, while we do the podcast. Oh, man. I'm sure we'll hear all about it.
2: We, we, we've <laughs> talked about that before, Ben.
1: I uh, know. Yeah, uh, at possibly.
2: least if you could mute while you're doing it, that would be really helpful. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, yeah. I should have plenty of statue goodness in the next uh, six or eight, you know, four to eight weeks. Oh, my gosh.
0: It's not helping.
1: No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what about you adam i have pre-ordered my sailor chibi moon um <laughs> <laughs> what's a chibi moon so it's um the little sailor moon feetball um character that's like got pink hair and is i think the future daughter of sailor moon and tuxedo mask from memory.
2: <gasps> spoilers
0: yeah well i think that gets revealed kind of fairly on in the piece but oh, not okay
2: radio sure. what's hmm.
0: a chibi chibi means small from memory in japanese
2: oh okay i think i was going to say i don't re- I remember that from any of my studies of the solar system yeah um
1: you know. oh, that's our educational part of the show over with
0: so <laughs> let's
2: keep talking
1: there you crap. go crap. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah yeah very good indeed oh if no's got anything else to report back on uh, come back with our second toy of the week let's do it spider-man's getting ready to rumble
3: Oh no, it's Doc Ock,
2: Venom and the Green Goblin Fantastic action, coming up Take that, Green
1: Goblin Bam! Must get out of Venom's track Whack! Time to get out of here Catch you later, Doc Ock Brand new Spider-Man action figures Out now Well, now it's time for our second Toy of the Week As we said, we take turns looking at a toy or collectible in detail, and now Adam is going to take it away
0: Thank you, thank you Well, this week, as promised, I'm talking about the SH Figure art Sailor Venus. Um, I believe it came out last year. I would have gotten mine last year as well. Most likely, mine would have been delayed even if it was a 2013 figure because it would have been part of a bulk order from Big Bag Toy Store. Um, It's from Bandai or Tamashi Nations, um, depending on who you want to give credit to. Uh, She's an action figure and goes for about $42 US. Um, as far as the the figure goes when it comes along in the box, I believe this is one of the ones that comes in a shipper box. I can't remember off the top of my head, um, but if it does, you take it out of that. And you are greeted with a colourful box. It's a lot of orange, a lot of pink, a lot of blue, um, which I guess is fair. It's notionally a character that should be for girls. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, look, the the front cover is or well, the front box is um a nice picture of the figure in a nice pose. Then you get to see the figure and uh some of the alternate pieces. You can't see all of them. On the back you get to see the usual figure arts uh pose suggestions, um showing off some of the alternate faces and you also get to see Artemis on the back as well, which is um Venus's cat friend. <laughs> um you open it up, you've got the, the trays again. Now, I'm trying to remember exactly how the face tray works because I don't think this is one of the ones where they've gone ahead. Um, some of the more recent ones, the I think I talked about with um, some of the, the Dragon Ball Z ones, the hands now have the totem pole that they hang on. It doesn't have that. In between that, and I don't think this is one of them, they started putting faces in a separate strip that you could take out. Um, which makes it a bit more convenient to manage. Um, Ben may know about this already, (laughs) and John may know about this already, but when you have so many bits and pieces in the trays and you go to, for example, get one of the hands out that's kind of fiddly, you touch it and you kind of spend forever trying to flick it out and in the process flick half the other things out and you've know you got to pick them all up out of your lap or off the floor and put them back in. That's a bit annoying, but... It's quite friendly, nonetheless.
2: I mentioned when I did my review of the figure arts um, Aquaman that his hands actually came in a separate little tray within a tray. Yeah. That, yeah. So is that is it like that where the, the faces? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Pretty much. Cool. Um, so it's just like a nice long strip for for those ones. I don't believe this is one of those ones. Oh. Okay. Um, in any case, um, while we're talking about all the bits and pieces you get, you get. Um, an additional four sets of hands. You get three additional faces apart from what's already attached. You get uh, a swap out, basically a set of bangs with uh, the V goggles. You get another hand, which is a it's a um, a right hand holding the V goggles. Again, um, I If you're not big on changing with various faces and whatnot, then um, you're probably just going to go eh, whatever, and leave them. <laughs> you also get a, a stand All the, the stands for Sailor Moon ones are Essentially a figure base um, Tamashi stand But the base of the stand is stylized Into a, a love heart with the name of the character On it um, Whether you need them or not seems to depend On the pose that you're trying to put the figure into And Just how the heels have been Done um, or how well they've been Produced um because sometimes with a high heel character as we all know they don't balance so well um i believe for my figure it stands up relatively well by itself so i've gone without the stand and i've lent it against the toilet block instead so that's okay <coughs> yeah. don't you mean the sailor toilet block yeah pretty much it is now so <laughs> all the sailor moon characters are in the uh, model toilet block that i did the other year
2: oh that's hilarious
0: um, I have Venus washing Artemis in one of the hand basins. I'm sure she'll get, <laughs> Moon. she'll be getting her head dunked in one of the toilets or something.
2: Oh, my goodness.
0: <laughs> so, so when we get to the main figure itself, it's remarkably similar to one that I've already reviewed that goes by the name of Sailor Moon. Mm, mm. Um, it is a very, very, very clear buck reuse. Uh once you get basically from the neck upwards, it changes. Once you get from kind of the, the knee downwards, it changes because she's wearing, you know, shoes instead of, uh, boots mm. and because she has a different head. Uh, the gloves and, um, mid or abdomen portion, they're all just, uh, repainted to be appropriate colors. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with it you would expect them all to look pretty much the same because they kind of do. They kind of do. Um,
2: yeah. Hard to Um, criticize them, you know, for that when they do look so similar in, um, the source material, I guess.
0: Correct. So from that point of view, it's fine. Look, I'm sure if you wanted to, you could probably go off and say, Oh, but this character is meant to be having much taller than another and blah, blah, blah. Um, which I haven't really gone and checked. And that's because cares. Ben's I not a Sailor Moon doing fan. The same, uh, quite possibly.
2: <laughs> ben would be saying, "Well, actually, Sailor Venus is supposed to be." Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So I've avoided doing that, um, mm-hmm. but they all seem about the same height. That's fine with me. Um, the The hair has um, articulated. I'm trying to work out what you'd call that part of the hair. It's kind of like, uh, just the, the back, the side, uh, edges of her hair are articulated so you can kind of foof her hair out sideways or tuck it back in a bit not more nicely Ooh. because she has the, the loose hanging down hair. Articulated hair um, foofing. Yep. Yeah. Excellent. Exactly right. Yep. Um, yeah, look, it's, it's a perfectly good figure. Um, the funny thing is that because it is, they're all so similar, which you expect, um, it's hard to really distinguish between them all and say, well, you know, do you take off points for one figure and give them to another figure because the first one, you know, Sailor Moon was the first one and therefore it was the first one using that bark? Or do you just say, well, but they're all pretty much on the same bark. How do you really Mm. award a different score, right?
2: Yeah.
0: Um, Plus, I guess the other thing is, unless one of the Sailor Scouts is really your favourite, you're going to go ahead and say, I have to have all of them and therefore I don't really rate them as a separate set and I rate them as one group. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That said, I think some of them are better than others in terms of um, just the detailing and some of the balancing of the figure. Mm. This one, I think, is uh, probably around the middle of the range. Um, i probably give it about uh, 7.5 or an 8 out of 10. Fair enough. Hmm. So how many more to go? So, so far, I have the five main Sailor Scouts um i also have i'm trying to remember which one was the other one that's out already. i think it's saturn's already out and i have that one then we've got i think i'm pretty sure i've got uranus coming out it might be pluto coming out um yeah. and chibi's been announced Very good. so all of those are we're waiting on tuxedo mask has been announced and i'm not going to get him because he's not a sailor scout
2: fair enough mm-hmm. no room for him mm-hmm. in the uh sailor toilet block
0: correct <laughs> you know, we're not having um, unisex toilets. It's not Alan Beal, so... That's right. <laughs> we'll, we'll move along enough to see you. Uh, very good. Well, that wraps up the second Toy of the Week for uh, this episode. Coming up next, we'll award a red card to something or someone in the toy universe.
3: What is this, bizarre world?
0: Red card is the chance to poke fun at the what-the-fuck moments in our hobby. Be they unusual announcements, a complete fail action figure, or worse. Handing out the penalty this week is Scott, so away you go.
2: Thanks, Adam. I was at uh, my local shopping center recently and went past one of those pile-of-crap stores. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm sure there must be a place where you can go on the internet and just order a store of crap. Hmm. You know, like, you just yeah. notice, stores. you're like, what is this? Like, where do they get their stuff? It must just be yeah. like. You
1: know. <laughs> yeah. It's like a crap wholesale or something. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> just like, a, I would just like to order one store full of crap, please. And <laughs> out the front, when I, I glanced over and thought, oh, they've got, um, DC superheroes or, you know, Lego superheroes, um, boxes. And then something caught my eye that looked not quite right because it seemed like it wasn't the Lego logo. Say that five times fast. Lego, 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 Lego. And it's not. It's actually Dago. <laughs> How could I be so confused? <laughs> um, looks like Lego Superheroes, uh, small box. Um, right down to the kind of, you know, typeface and all the little bits of information and even the number, you know, of what, what set this is. But it's not lego superheroes it's dargo superheroes um and another thing that you know kind of uh threw me was that it's a captain america set but captain america is being attacked by superman (laughs) oh no (laughs) (laughs) just like in that great issue of captain america uh what what was the number ben i'm sure you remember uh 126 oh thank you okay great (laughs) yeah jack Jack kirby's last issue (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so in retrospect this is only four ninety-five. i should have bought it just to see what was inside um so either someone's you know just like totally ripping off the lego stuff or it might be you know a factory that manufactures them that's uh had some fun but wow yeah this is sensational this is just but like when I, I first
1: looked at the script and I saw it, I thought, well, what am I, you know, what's the, the big deal? Is it the pro? Oh, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because what? this is so beautifully modeled on the, the, the superhero Lego. Yeah. You know, with the, the fonts, even the way, you know, you've got the age group, the, the box number, which exactly. is apparently number 228. <laughs> so I, I find it yeah. mind boggling that there's another 227 sets out there. Um, but you know, the number of pieces and, you know, it's just, It's spot on. But then also the audacity. They call themselves Dargo and then they trademark it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you've got to make it look authentic. So we're going to create a company and trademark our company name and then we're just going to rip off other people's shit. But you can't rip off our name because it's trademarked.
3: (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah. And even they've put Captain America, like, uh, you know, on the box, like the name. Mm. Um, Mm. So it's kind of strange, though. He's not doing a very good job of fighting Superman. Um, because he's thrown his uh, shield in the other direction. Yeah, yeah. Rendering himself I, defenseless. Yeah,
1: I also like the fact that Captain America is in some kind of vehicle where they've basically gone, okay, let's get a six-year-old to design this.
2: <laughs> but there is
1: absolutely nothing <laughs> awesome about it. It's like, let's just take the most basic Lego blocks that there are and see if we can assemble something that someone could sit in. Like, it's just man it's just uh, uh, you've got to get me one (laughs) yeah
2: well some uh, after that i went uh was looking this is when i was hunting for the non-bloody carol um (laughs) i went to another store that obviously orders from the same whole store of, of crap wholesaler um and they had a whole swag of these i did but i didn't have my phone on me so i couldn't take any uh pictures and um Oh no! I had my phone, but it was dead. To be th- that's the real story. And uh they had like single character ones, like Robin and Wonder Woman, and that sort of thing, in quite a big box, kind of I like So yeah, uh, I, I, if I had yeah, actual action figure blues money for research purposes that I could spend on this stuff, I would buy it for research purposes. But it's 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 hard to fork out the hard earned for mm-hmm. something like this. But I'll take some more photos the next time I see them. Maybe they're a new player, you know, that they've managed. Have to. Go ahead, Adam.
0: I have to go and check because um, one of our friends went to Malaysia last year and brought me back. Um, you know how there was a Spider-Man versus, I think it might have been Doc Ock and Spider-Man has a Sky Cycle? Yeah. It's a yeah. knockoff of that set, but it's just the Spider-Man on the Sky Cycle.
2: Yeah. Lazy sods. Yeah. Yeah. I love when they do the knockoffs and they make it really easy to work out. It's so a knockoff by mixing Marvel and DC together. Yeah. 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 So, uh, Dago trademark, you get our red card of the week. Um, but thanks for the laugh. Yeah, <laughs> but Hey, you know what? If you're, um, you don't have a lot of money and your kids have been desperate for superhero Lego, then here's your chance find your nearest store full of crap and this will (laughs) probably have it damn right
0: okay well coming up after that well deserved fail is our third and final toy of the week
2: oh it's me again it is indeed sorry everyone
3: X-Men Origins Wolverine, it's all about the claws. Now the unstoppable power of Wolverine could be in your hands with clawsome Wolverine action figures. The bad guys are tough, but the claw-popping superhero Wolverine is the toughest there is. X-Men Origins Wolverine action figures and vehicles.
0: Well, now it's time for our final toy of the week. Uh, we've had myself, we've had Ben. It's now over to you, Mr Scott.
2: Hello. Uh, I am a big fan of the DC Collectibles' Scribble Scribblenauts Unmasked series. I've never actually reviewed any of them on the show, and I thought it was about time. So I'm reviewing Series 4, which came out at the end of 2014, and it's the most current uh, series out there. So this started off as... Uh, sets of 24 that you could buy them in, um, with uh, between, uh, nine to 11 uh, unique characters in them. In each of the series, there is one character that is a, uh, surprise character, which is Maxwell from Scribble, Scribble Knots dressed up as a DC character. And we've <laughs> had, um, Starro and uh, a green lantern and something that i really have never been able to work out um hmm. which someone suggested might be maxwell lord but i'm not sure um and uh then also in each wave there is one uh gold figure of a previous figure which to me is utterly useless but there you go um and then but what i love about this series is That just the weird character selection. So, we've had some uh, obviously, um, the normal suspects your Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Flash, etc. But then, every series so far has had some wow characters like uh, the Jamie Reyes Blue Beetle, Bane um star spangled kid Therok from the fatal five oh, cool. uh, like hello mm. <laughs> you know like d- just kind of it's those little random things in each one that you go really and we've got some metal men stuff happening um we've had uh gold i think and we have mercury in this wave that i'm I'm reviewing right now. So, you know, that that's the fun thing about it. These are little uh, blind-bagged, blind-boxed figures. They have got the five points of articulation, um, and they each come with a little stand, which is the same. It's the same little scribble-knot stand for each one. Um, so we, they've shrunk from boxes of 24 to boxes of 18 now with, like, eight different characters and this wave has got lex luthor in his superpowers battle suit batman beyond catwoman in the jim lee goggles you know i guess it's almost become the classic now hasn't it um uh mercury from the metal men constantine looking new 52 and not smoking um beast boy and then the Maxwell figure is the most boring Maxwell so far, which is Superman. Um And the gold figure is Cyborg. We've already had Cyborg in our previous wave, so now this time we get gold Cyborg. Um And they compact in uh, most of the, like your Batman Beyond, your Catwoman, your uh, Beast Boy, I think, are, we're patched three in the box, Lex Luthor, Constantine, two in the box, etc. And then we got two Superman, Maxwells, and one Gold Cyborg. So I don't, uh, you know, my um, uh, obsessive compulsive I must have them all thing mm-hmm. doesn't work with buying random blind boxes and seeing what I get. So I just buy the box. Mm -hmm. And, um, these run now that they're 18, they run about $80 us and you do get like, you're guaranteed to get at least one of each one. So, and my eldest loves, um, unpacking these with me, uh, because she usually gets some as well. Yeah, so it's like totally, you know, she, she's very good at helping even when there's nothing in it for her, but she particularly mm-hmm. likes helping this because then she'll like, gee, I'd really like to have a cat woman. You're like, okay, <laughs> no problem. Um, So one change that they've made in, in terms of packaging in the time that I've been collecting these is that the first two ways were blind boxed and then a blind bag within the box. But then wave three and four, the bag is see-through, which I actually prefer because then, you know, like ideally the ones I'm not keeping, I'd like to sell or trade. And it's kind of easier to do that if they're still in the bag and you know, people kind of know what they're getting. And it's just – and also it makes them easier to hold on to. Um The one but in terms of collector-friendly, there it's not collector-friendly packaging because you've got to rip open the box to get them open. It's a hard box to open, obviously, I guess they want to try and make them hard to steal in the shop. And then you gotta rip the bag open as well. So once you've got them out, there's not much that you can be saved. But they do come with the nice stand which makes them easy to display. So this wave, when we unpacked, uh, we had something that we have never experienced before with these, and that was two broken figures. Oh. I know. So we, ha- oh. when we were opening them up, we had like the little, um, legion of dismembered heroes. Um, <laughs> cause I had one Constantine with an arm off and, uh, one Batman Beyond with an arm and a leg off. Okay. I know. Oh. And so I, I took those as mine because I thought that they were just pop back on, but nope, they're actually broken. Wow. So they probably can be glued on, but then they can't be articulate. They can't be, um. So this, this was broken out of the packet in, like in the little, when, when we opened the box and inside the little plastic bag, they were dismembered. So how does that huh. happen? Given that it's in a plastic bag, in
1: a box, surrounded by other boxes, I know. in a box, I know. It's probably in a box with other
2: cases. I know. Well, it gets slightly worse because my so I, I've put those two aside, and then I took another Batman Beyond as mine, and. Um, that Batman Beyond has got a wonky leg as well, which actually can be put back on. But um, so there's obviously perhaps a little bit of an issue with this lot, just in terms of structural integrity. I'm not sure. So, but you know, buyer be warned. Um, but, and I mean, I certainly could put those together. They're not like broken beyond repair, um, but they're I, from the looks of them. And if you look at the photo I put up of the dismembered ones, When they were inside the bag, I thought, "Oh, those are just going to pop back on," but actually, no, they don't. So that was irritating. Um, And uh, but that aside, I've got my you know set of the figures that I'm going to keep, and I'll just run through quickly each one. Um, Pick of the bunch is definitely Lex with the groovy battle suit, and there's usually one oversized character um in each way like they've done bane etc or one with a lot more sculpting like they've done black manta with the helmet um and this is really fun there's no um th- there are little bits sculpted on um but then you know, most of it's done by paint but you know he's really fun his head still moves in his little um power suit and uh you know good fun um beast boy I'm a Titans fan and Beast Boy slash Changeling, et cetera, has, you know, always been a character I've liked. And, uh, they've done a really nice job of, um, sculpting, uh, his hair. And, uh, they've also, I think, made him, um, look a little bit smaller. I think he is probably the same size as the other scribble knots, but maybe, but he is quite shorter actually when you put him up to someone like Constantine, etc. Oh, I see his head is smaller. Okay. So they've given him a smaller head to make him look like a, a shorter dude. Um, okay. You know, really nicely painted, etc. Mercury is really fun, metallic red paint. Um, I did notice that the one that I took out of the box has got a little paint mark on his long, pointy nose, um, but still very fun. Um, now, uh, Batman Beyond, like I said, uh, has got a wonky leg, but nice paint, etc. The two I don't care about, Maxwell as Superman, um, is cute. Like, he's you know a little guy and he's got the headphones on still. You can still see his little, um, like, face and brown hair or whatever. Is he a monkey or a, what, I don't know what he is. <laughs> um, but then he's got, like, the Clark Kent hair with the S-curl on top of that. So it looks like he's wearing a costume, which is cute, but whatever. Huh. And then the gold um, cyborg, which... I suppose these are supposed to be like the chase things, right? But, okay. Um, but my, but now we get to just a few quality control issues. First of all, my gold cyborg has got a giant, when I say giant, there's nothing giant about these at all. Um, a, a black scratch or two black scratches on his face, which are pretty unsightly. We've got Catwoman, um, who really is a bit of a hot mess. Um, Hmm. She, they do, they do have a female buck. She's got a little, um, uh, boob line. Um, but then, first of all, the black paint that they've used to paint her is not fabulous, I have to say. But then they they've tried to do the goggles thing. And these are always hit and miss, I find. Um, you know, every booster gold figure I've ever owned or impulse or whatever. Um, you know, they never quite work. And in almost all of the, ca- all three of the cat women that I've got they have kind of one eye that you can see really clearly through the goggle, and then one where I don't know if there's glue stuck in this, inside the goggle or whatever, but the eye is hard to see uh-huh. and uh the paint I think maybe i think they might have let the apprentices paint the cat women because <laughs> um the the paint overall on her face, et cetera is not.
1: Great. Uh, you know, when Gertie hands it off to someone, you're in trouble.
2: Well, exactly right. Well, Gertie's the supervisor now. That's what the real worry. Um, and then the Constantine is fun, you know, because you know, it's a different sort of character and he's got the little coat, etc. cetera. Uh, but one thing which you can actually see in the picture of the Broken Ones um, is that his little neck peg, which is totally visible, um, is not painted. So he's got uh, his white, his mm. you know flesh coloured um, face, and then flesh coloured little neck b- above the tie, and th- and then his actual neck peg is white.
0: Mm. It's we, very well done.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so. Excellent, Gertie, you're, you're, you know, living up to our expectations, um, and, oh, and I just tried to move his arm, and it nearly popped off. So, now, I have to say, of all the scribble knots that I've received, this is the first one that has had any QC issues, so maybe a different factory, or maybe all the good people were sick that day, I'm not sure, but not great. Uh, but still, these are really fun to collect. You know, it's not the it's not the quality of the toy. Um, it's the character selection, and they're cute, and you can have a lot of them in a small space. So fun to display, and I'm still uh, enjoying collecting them. Um, on fun factor, I would give these a ten. But dolly rating with the QC issues, broken things, etc. I'm going to have to go a six here because uh, there's just you know too many issues for my yeah. like Lacking. Mm. Um, but these are still fun and I'll still be collecting them.
0: Yeah, good. Mm. On that Catwoman eye thing, I'd be surprised if it wasn't glue or something like they've cleaned their hands with some kind of um, paint remover or something.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Because it, it's very much like when you do model cars and stuff and you accidentally smudge the glass. Yep.
2: Yeah. It, I mean, the. Things like when they try to do those see-through goggles, it's problematic, and that doesn't, you know, matter if it's a little, uh, you know, blind bag like this or an action figure or a statue. I've had ones with issues, and all, all of those. So I do understand it's hard, but it's still a bit of a pain.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: But that's my review.
0: Very good. Cool. Oh, well, that wraps up our final tour of the week, and we'll come back in a moment with some feedback before we wrap things up.
3: Indy, over here. Indiana Jones, at your service, Toad. Ah!
1: (laughs) Indiana Jones and other action figures new from Raiders of the Lost Ark Collection, each sold separately.
2: Watch him, Cairo, Swordsman. Yeah, watch my swing.
3: Nice! All downhill from here, Swordsman. You'll be sorry, Jones. Tricky again, Toad.
1: Indiana Jones, Toad, and Cairo Swordsman action figures each sold separately from Raiders of the Lost Ark Collection, new from Kenner
0: before we finish up we have some feedback from our listeners to share with you if you'd like to hear questions comments or suggestions on future episodes email us at podcast at action and you may just hear it read out scott you have our first piece of feedback tonight so over to you
2: thanks well we celebrated our 150th episode and we were really happy to have some uh people send in some shout outs uh and one of those was from our good friend, Eddie3429. And he also tweeted at us to say, happy 150th at AF Blues. May your local pegs have chased and your cards never crease. Thanks, Eddie. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Aww. That's very All nice.
1: Right. I've got one here from Andy Bentley, and uh, I've clearly upset Andy. Um, he says, uh, still at a loss to the ho-hum reaction to Hot Toys Vader. Marketing, as Scotty said, Hot Toys is doing just fine. Isn't it refreshing to not have eight months of teasers, reveals, pre orders, and advanced reviews? The only complaint levied is the shape of the saber and possibly the inside skirt. I've been a Star Wars fan for thirty years. I do not get the obsessive nitpicking of the Vader costume. I mean look at that, it's Darth Vader. So uh, obviously uh I'm a bit of a nerve there, so apologies, Andy, but um look I you know, I just think we were talking about a a three hundred US dollar collectible and um i don't know i'm a, i'm a self entitled fanboy so I think if I'm gonna fork out that kind of cash then you know you have expectations and
2: um, yeah yeah I think sometimes we do need to remind as well that we're we are here to critique if we mm. you know if we're we're not just here to cheerlead everything but you know we we point out. Potential issues, etc. Some of which do come to pass. Some of which don't. And I think the only reason why I feel underwhelmed about this is that Sideshow has stolen their thunder. Yeah. Um. You know, e- even if we'd had the original Sideshow uh, one-six scale Darth Vader and not the second, then this would be super exciting. But we've just had a really, really excellent one-six scale. Darth Vader from sideshow, which makes me look at this one more critically because I'm looking at the differences, and that's actually what we were pointing out was differences between um, the outfit, etc., from Hot Toys to the the sideshow one. So,
1: yeah. Um, <laughs> And I think as fans, we have preferences. I mean, when, you know, we look at the Star Wars Black 6-inch series and, you know, if they're announcing that we're going to get a Luke Skywalker, you know, then you've got uh, a percentage of the population wants the farm boy, some want the Bespin, some want the Jedi, you know, the Black Jedi outfit. You just have preferences. And so I guess, you know, for me, when it comes to someone like Vader, you know, Vader's probably my second favorite character after Chewie, um... You know, I I have preferences, and one of the things I've just never been a fan of is that tapered lightsaber. It's just something I've never really, you know, it's just never grown on me. And so that was the first thing I noticed when I looked at this figure. And so if I'm going to spend 300 bucks, I kind of want it to, you know, be my preference, I guess.
2: (laughs) Well, it should all be your way, shouldn't it?
1: Yeah, and look, yeah. I'm still on the fence. I haven't actually said no to ordering this figure yet. I'm still deciding. But uh, to be honest, the reason I haven't um, hit the button on that pre-order is because I'm deciding between that and the Sideshow one. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah.
0: Yep. And like you say, so, when it's a, a $300 choice, you know. We're not here to just live vicariously through pictures. If we're going to make the actual commitment to buy something, you want to get the right thing.
1: And by being as critical as we are, that's you know, why we're inundated with free stuff all the time.
2: <laughs> yeah. Mm.
1: <laughs> anyway, uh, sorry Andy uh, uh, Still love you
2: Yay, <laughs> Yay. Let's hug it right. out bitches <laughs>
0: <laughs> Okay Okay um, well, my, my bit of feedback is the last bit of feedback And it's from Patrick the Yookster Yukers, uh, <laughs> Who says Winner, winner. Thanks, guys. At Ben, loved your original art story. It's so rare to not only find a piece that you actually want available to purchase, but to get something that has has personal meaning attached. That's awesome. Great. You can also relate to your school experience. Dr. Dean was a boon to my elementary school vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Absolutely. Uh, yes. Yeah. It's funny. I was having a conversation with my eldest today because we were out at the shops waiting for youngest to finish a party and hunting for books. Cause, and I said to her, you're just a book addict. And mm-hmm. she's, you yeah, know, at which she is and she's inherited from both of her parents. And she said, well, that's why I read and spell so well because, mm-hmm. you know, because I read books. So I'm like, eh, I can't argue with that. <laughs> yeah. It does yeah. definitely, you know, it it is a, a direct link there. Yep. yep, definitely. And certainly that now most uh, teachers, you know, et cetera, appreciate comics as reading. That certainly was not the case when I was
0: a kid. No, no way. Yeah, no magazines. Yeah,
2: well, taking your playboys to school probably wasn't a great idea, Adam.
0: Mm. I, but for the stories, so I suppose.
2: I know, I know, but the
0: yeah, article. yeah, oh. yeah. True story. <laughs> True story. Yes, well, on that note, it's time that we uh, say farewell, adieu, out of that, after we're saying goodbye. Um, Hopefully, with less tongues getting tired. uh, (laughs) It's been a pleasure, as always, gentlemen. As always.
2: And uh, stay safe out there, everybody. Yes. Indeed. (laughs) Goodbye. Au revoir. Bye. Um, mm-hmm. Over the way, over the uh, life of the the line so far, we have had uh, a, a number of, you have know, got all your kind of classic uh, folks like Wonder Woman and Aquaman and Batman, etc. Um, uh-oh, are you still there? Yep. Oh, good. Sorry. Just, uh, yep. yeah, sorry, my computer did something weird. So, because I tried to, oh, shit, what's going on? Sorry, everyone. Oh, Sorry, I just, that was all just so I could try and look at my scribble knots. <laughs> <laughs> my computer was partially in the way. Sorry, here we go. Five. Good lord. Four. 150 episodes, people. Three. <laughs>